The NFL has a lot of rules changes going into effect in 2023. Let's discuss how they'll impact the Jets today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you so much for making the show your first listener, first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or any other platform to get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy this episode, give it a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for a for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the rules changes that have come into effect in the NFL in 2023 and how they could impact the New York Jets. Now, one thing I must say before we start out is these rules changes will impact every single team in the league. It's not just the Jets. You see this happen always, especially in the offseason. People will talk about, well, Jets have free agency to improve. Jets have the draft to improve. And that's true. But so does every other team. You know, Every other team has the draft to try and upgrade their roster. So when you, there's news that comes out, well, the salary cap's going up, well, people go, oh, the Jets have more cap space. Well, it's true, but so do the other 31 teams. And on the same note, these rules changes will impact the Jets, but they'll also impact the other 31 teams. And you know, I don't know that any of these changes are necessarily positive or negative for the Jets, with one small exception, which we'll discuss later. I think they're just things that will change strategies across the NFL. And the first, and I think the biggest rule change that happened this offseason, is the reintroduction of what used to be called the third quarterback rule. So and this, this came about because there was a, a playoff game, I think it was like 1990, and Washington only had two quarterbacks, and they both got injured. So they ended up having to play a running back, Brian, a return guy, Brian Mitchell, at quarterback at, at one point. So the next season, the NFL implemented this rule change, and it stayed, into, it stayed in effect until 2010. And essentially at that point in time, you were allowed to activate 45 of your 53 players on game day. So you, could, you have 53 players on your roster. At that point, only 45 could be active. So what they did was they said, you can also have a quarterback who does not count among these 45 players. Now, you have to designate him as the third quarterback, which also means that you have to designate one player your starting quarterback and another player your backup quarterback. Essentially, the third quarterback could come in in case of an emergency. If your first quarterback and second quarterback got injured, the third quarterback could come in, and that way you would not have to play a guy who, you know, you wouldn't have to play somebody out of position at the court, at quarterback. Um, and there were other rules in place. You were not allowed to insert the third, the emergency quarterback before the fourth quarter. And if you did, if it was such a dire situation that you did, then the first and the, the first and second quarterbacks were not allowed to return to the game. So you could put the, you could put the emergency quarterback in, in the fourth quarter with no consequences. But if you put the, uh, if you put him into the game before the end of the third quarter, or, you essentially could not bring back your starter or backup quarterback. And Jets, I, there was a really weird quirk in the NFL back in 1999. It actually involved the Jets. It was the game where Vinny Testaverde got hurt. 
essentially what Bill Parcells did. When Bill Parcells listed his punter, Tom Tupa, as the number two quarterback in that game, and he listed the real backup, Rick Meyer, as the emergency quarterback because Parcells was essentially trying to steal an extra roster spot because Tupa had some experience playing quarterback in the NFL, even though he wasn't really the backup. So when Testaverde got hurt, the Jets had to put Tupa in because they had listed him, listed him as the number two quarterback. Again, it was to save a roster spot because Tupa was going to be active anyway. So if the Jets had put in their real backup, Rick Meyer, before the fourth quarter, they would have lost their punter. So a really weird, really interesting quirk. Anyway, this rule went away in 2011. And the NFL essentially said, you can have 46 players active on game day. So essentially, they went from 45 plus an emergency quarterback to any 46. So most teams only activated two quarterbacks. So we went back in time. We essentially went back to the old cycle where teams only had two quarterbacks. And frequently, teams only carried two quarterbacks on their roster at the, at, at, between 2011 and last season. And that's because you could, you're only going to activate two on game day anyway. So really, the only time from 2011 to 2022 the teams activated three quarterbacks on game day was if like the starter was kind of dealing with a minor injury and they just wanted to play it safe in case he you know had to leave the game they wanted they never wanted to be down to like one the last guy but for the most part you only had two quarterbacks on your roster unless you had like unless you were just dedicating a spot to developing somebody or in the, as the case was it with the jets in 2016 they were trying to develop uh, Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg at the same time so 2016 the jets carried four quarterbacks uh of course, I don't need to probably don't need to tell you what happened in the NFC Championship game last year. The emergency quarterback rule was implemented because a team ran out of quarterbacks in the playoff game, and they got rid of it in 2011. And they, I guess, they thought maybe it would never happen again that no team could run out of quarterbacks in the playoff game because that happened in 1990. Certainly couldn't happen in 2022. Well, you saw what happened in the NFC Championship game when uh, Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson both got injured for the 49ers. And those were those were actually the third and number three and number four quarterbacks for the 49ers in preseason. Uh, so the 49ers essentially had to put out a compromise Purdy, and you really couldn't throw the ball. So the NFL has now brought back the third quarterback rule and a few a few tweaks. Um, at this point in time, you can either activate 47 or 48 of your players on game day, so you can activate more players than you used to. Uh, and whether it's 47 or 48 depends on how many offensive linemen you have active. So if you activate an extra offensive lineman, you can get up to 48 active players on game day. And the emergency quarterback rule now essentially states that you can have this guy. He doesn't count against your 47 or 48. He's your third quarterback. But if either of your first two quarterbacks are medically cleared to re-enter the game after they get injured, they have to go back and the third quarterback has to go to the bench. So long way of saying that the third quarterback is back now in the NFL. It's going to be a standard procedure because you essentially get a free guy available on game day. And it protects you in case of an emergency. So this means Tim Boyle, who a year ago, as recently as 2022, would have had no shot at making the Jets roster. I mean, the Jets would have, there was no reason to keep this guy on your roster. In the 2011 to 2022 NFL, really the only situation where, there are two situations where it made sense carrying a third quarterback. One would be if your starter was, again, nursing an injury at the end of the preseason. And even then, I don't know that you'd do it because, now you're allowed to elevate somebody from the practice squad for game day. So I don't know that you'd do it in that situation. The only other reason you'd, you'd have a third quarterback between 2011 and 2022 is if you're just trying to develop him. You just said, you know what, this guy's not ready to be our backup yet. He's not ready to start. We don't really want him to see the field, but we want to work with him on the practice field because we see something on him in, in him in the future. 
Now it makes sense to carry a third quarterback. So Tim Boyle's a virtual lock, you know, unless the Jets, you know, they could make a trade for somebody. They could try and pick somebody up off the waiver wire. But it's interesting because Tim Boyle is now certainly almost certain to be on this team because you want to have a third quarterback. Now, what are the Jets' chances if Aaron Rodgers goes down? Very little. Whether the chances of Zach Wilson goes down after Aaron Rodgers, again, very little. Because say what you will about Zach Wilson, I think he is worlds better than Tim Boyle. But you want to have somebody there in case of – you want somebody who can actually function at the quarterback position because otherwise – I mean, you're going to have to play somebody out of position. You'll probably just have to find somebody who played quarterback in high school, or you'll probably just have to like run a bunch of wildcat plays where you just, you're trying to run misdirection. You're just trying to get the ball in space and in, in the hands of playmakers. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a difficult situation. Uh, it's, it's a situation that very rarely presents itself in the NFL, fortunately, but when it does, it, it gets pretty ugly. So Tim Boyle, almost certain to be on the roster. And this is true across the league, you know, no matter who, what the other 31 teams, most of them probably would have carried uh, two quarterbacks had this rule change not gone into effect. Let's be honest. This rule change was the response to one game. It was the NFC Championship game last year when the 49ers ran out of quarterbacks. So Tim Boyle, because of this rule change, almost certain to be on the Jets roster. And that takes a roster spot away from somebody else. You know, there's a young player, probably some undrafted free agent, perhaps, who's going to lose a roster spot. It's not Again, it's not just the Jets. It's across the league. But the third quarterback rule is back, and those are the implications. Now, had you on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to special teams. There's a very key change happening there. The NFL continues to try and phase out the kickoff. How will it impact the Jets? Well, we'll discuss continuing this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You, if you listened to yesterday's show, you know that I'm actually in London right now. And last night I went to the soccer, or as they call it fo- over here, football match between Arsenal and Crystal Palace. In the UK, they have a very interesting method of selling tickets. You actually sign up as a member of a fan club for the home team, and you're able to buy tickets that way. Very different. And you can also, if you're if you're a fan club member of a team, you can also buy tickets that are away match because in English soccer, they have a section for away fans. Obviously, things are very different back home in America, especially when we're talking about the NFL. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, and sometimes it is. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all major sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets when their best price advice, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped over the fun you will have. You can browse through the Game Time app and look at upcoming events in your area. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has ticket deals right up to the day of the event game time is the place for last minute tickets you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag to the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code locked on nfl for 20 percent off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. Big shout-out to you every day. This is a daily podcast. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday through the week. And a big shout-out to Jets fans in the United Kingdom listening to the show because I am in London for the next couple of days on a little bit of a summer vacation. Today we're talking about rules changes in the NFL. And if you've been following the league over the last 15 years or so, there's been something very distinct happening on special teams. And 
that is the league is trying to phase out the kickoff because kickoff returns are very dangerous. If you go back over a century, they're kind of like the last remnant of what were known as mass plays or momentum plays, which were very dangerous plays where guys were just throwing their bodies around. And they actually outruled, outlawed a lot of these plays from scrimmage, but they remain from with they remain with the kickoff. And the league doesn't like it. Leagues, I don't know if the league is really trying to focus on player safety. I don't think they've done a very good job of that. But in theory, the league's focused on player safety. They're trying to prevent serious injuries. Uh, so they're trying to get rid of kickoffs. And the change that they've made has actually been in college football for a number of years. Um, and essentially what it means is that if you fair catch a, a kickoff, it essentially counts as a touchback. So you can fair catch a kickoff and the ball then goes to the, the 25 yard line. And it's kind of trying to incentivize teams to take the, the free yardage to get to the 25 yard line. I think it's also trying to disincentivize something that's kind of come into existence in the league because over a decade ago, the league moved the spot of the kickoff from the 35, uh, from the 30 yard line to the 35 yard line. So the kicking team essentially gained five free yards, which upped the touchback rate. So what started happening? Well, teams started just kind of popping kickoffs up because they figured, you know what, if we can pin these teams back, you know, if we, if we pop this up and they have to field it at like the five yard line, our guys can get down the field and we can tackle them short of the, short of the 25 yard line or short of the 20, which used to be the, the touchback lane. So essentially I think they're trying to disincentivize that, you know, and that's Bill Belichick was big in that with new England where once they moved up the kickoff line and once they moved the touchback from the 20 to the 25 Patriots started just trying to pin teams deep. So now if like you try and pop it up to the five yard line, you can call a fair catch and it's a, and it counts for all intents and purposes, like a touchback. Now, how does this impact the jets? Um, you know, Greg Zerline, the kicker has a big leg. So touchbacks have never been an issue with Greg. I look at it more on the return side of things. And I think we're going, we're heading in a direction where, where me, Cole Hardman is going to be the primary return guy because making a decent amount of money. And at least as things are currently set up on offense, it, it doesn't seem like he's really in slate for that big of a role on offense. So there are a couple of things that, that come into play here. Number one is perhaps a player is less valuable if they only return kickoffs, but perhaps a player who breaks a lot of big returns becomes even more valuable because kickoff returns are going to be at a premium. And if you actually look through the NFL over the last couple of years, there are very few players who have enough return attempts to qualify for the, the league leaderboard and kickoff returns. So I think the league has actually had its intended effect in minimizing the prevalence of these returns. And I would not be surprised if at some point the league just gets rid of it where, you know, it's something like you just start automatically start on it in the 25 yard line after a score or you go to something like the XFL does it for an onside kick instead of instead of actually kicking the ball, you essentially have a fourth down play from your own it's deep inside your own territory. I think it's like fourth and 13 from the 20 or 25. And if you hit it, then you, the drive continues. And if you don't, the other team gets the ball in great field position. I think we're heading for a direction along those lines, but we're not quite there yet. So the kickoff return will still have an impact it'll have a smaller impact than it used to. You may remember if you're a Jets fan in the Mike Westhoff days, it's like every year of the Jets would lose a Pro Bowl return guy and they'd come up with another Pro Bowl return guy, you know, from Justin Miller to Leon Washington to Brad Smith to Joe, the late Joe McKnight. The Jets would always just find a, find somebody. And I think a lot of it had to do with the blocking schemes Westhoff devised. Westhoff's probably the greatest special teams coach 
the NFL has seen in the last few decades, it was a huge advantage to the Jets back in the Westhoff days. And Westhoff spanned a number of coaching staffs. I think he came to the Jets with Herm Edwards, stayed with Eric Mangini, stuck around with Rex Ryan. I mean, he was there a really long time, and understandably so, because he was such a great coach. There, the big returns will be few and far between this year. And you know, even if you go back two years ago, Braxton Berrios a lot of, generated a lot of headlines. He was the first-team All-Pro guy as a kick returner and led the league in kickoff return yardage. The thing we didn't really talk about is just how few kickoff returners there are in the NFL, which played into that. But it can be an advantage. I mean, that year, Berrios did break a few big returns that had an impact in the games that he played and in the game, games that you know, the Jets were in. So if Hardman can generate a spark for the Jets, it's, you're going to see more and more teams start from their own 25-yard line because they're going to take advantage of the fair catch rule. So if you have a kickoff returner who can get you past the 25-yard line on a more frequent basis than the rest of the league, it'll have a marginal impact. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to have a huge impact. I don't think anybody's going to necessarily be be the type of return guy the Jets used to have in the West Hoff days, but you're just trying to be better than the rest of the league. These, you know, I think sometimes we underrate the impact of like little things like this because while these things on their own may not make a big difference if you add enough of them up they start to matter now head around the locked on jets podcast we'll close out this episode talking about nfl rule changes the league made a made a change to how teams will cut players we'll discuss that continuing this tuesday edition of locked on jets Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to provide you with players who are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Are you looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and lead you with lead you to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Ridley has looked sleek in his first training camp in Jacksonville and ready to rev up again after his time in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. You can make sure you have air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your car needs a little fixing up. Because right now, you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about NFL rule changes in the 2023 season. Now, we talked about the third quarterback rule. We've talked about a pretty pretty big change on special teams evolving the kickoff. Let's talk about cuts because it is the season of cuts after the Jets final preseason game against the New York Giants. They'll have to trim their roster down from 90 to 53. Lots of cuts to make. It was not like this the last couple of years. Uh, now the NFL went, has gone back and forth on this, uh, you know, decades ago, they used to have multiple cuts. So you had like your first cut 
Then you had your second cut. You had to trim to like 75, and then you had to trim to 53. And then they went from just they went to just one cut down day. We're going straight from 90 to 53 guys. After the pandemic, they changed it again. They they went they had a couple different rounds of cuts. And this year we're back to just one round of cut where we're going from 90 to 53. It'll all be done in one day. And or you know, you could do you could spread shred it out, but the dead there's only one deadline. You just go straight from 90 to 53. You don't need to cut to 80, you don't need to cut to 75, like one or two weeks into the preseason. You just cut down everybody after the last preseason game. And to me, this seems much more logical, a much more logical approach than what the league's done the last couple of years. Because if the teams are going to treat the preseason the way they treat it, where the starters don't play, where you, you barely use it as prep for your top team, your, your first team offense, your first team defense, you might as well have as many extra bodies on the roster as you need, as you can. And I also think it helps from the standpoint that training camp practices are not what they used to be. They are much tamer than they used to be. And part of this, again, goes back to player safety, where you don't want guys taking these brutal hits in practice. You, know, you, you take enough hits during the games. Part of it's also the players have negotiated it as part of, you know, part of the terms of the rules of the league. So the players have a say in this. So, you know, every decade or so, the owners and the players negotiate what, are, what the rules of the league are going to be. And it's what's known as the collective bargaining agreement. And players, understandably, don't want to take a lot of hits in practice. So they have negotiated pra- terms of practice and what they are today. So that means, you know, much less hitting, far tamer practices than there used to be. No more what are known as two-a-days. If you're a new fan of the NFL, there actually used to be a staple in training camp called two-a-days, which meant you were practicing twice a day. You had a morning practice, then you had an, an afternoon practice. Players hated it, so they negotiated those out of the collective bargaining agreements of, I don't know, about 12, 13 years ago. I think that it also, but I think that all this is saying that you don't really get a chance as a bottom of the roster guy to shine because the practices just don't resemble a real football game anymore. So if you're your guy who's like, some especially it's, it's especially true of like defensive linemen and offensive linemen because the hitting really impacts them. And the, those are the positions where you really want to see what a guy can do with physicality and you can't really do it in practice. So your chances to shine are in these preseason games. Your chances as an undrafted free agent. And it's tougher to make the team as an undrafted free agent than it used to be because the coaches can't really evaluate you as much in the game situation. So getting those extra week, you know, even if you're going to be like one of even if you're you know, a long shot to make the roster, at least now you have more time because if you were like the 89th or 90th player on your roster, you have like one week to prove yourself in preseason. And if you didn't, you were gone. And even then, by that point, you know, if you're if they're making cuts one or two weeks into the preseason, sometimes they've already made the decision. It doesn't matter what you did in the game. So it's a it's a I think it's a better thing for the league. I think it creates challenges for teams though, because it becomes more difficult to scout the waiver wire because everybody's cutting from 90 to 53. Now, if you look at the other 31 teams, when there were multiple rounds of cuts, when there was like a first round of cut to 80 and then a second round to 75, it helped you kind of clear the field a little bit because you knew, okay, well, if Tampa Bay is cutting this guy, the, the cut from 90 to 80, he's probably not that good. He's probably not a guy who's, who's, who's good, who was a t- difficult cut. He's probably like at the very bottom of their roster. So it makes it easier because you could focus more on the last round of cuts. Now everybody's cutting from 90 to 53. So everybody's cutting that many players. It's, it's going to be, it, so it makes it more difficult to scout because you don't really know who the guys are at the bottom of, of the other team's roster. You know, you could be the 54th player and get cut. You could be the 90th player and get cut. You don't really have any way of telling that for other teams. Who was, who was Carolina's 88th guy versus who was Carolina's you know 55th guy. Tough to tell. And it puts a greater emphasis on team scouting departments to do the, to do thorough research. I also think maybe 
it's part of the rationale for the increase in joint practices. I don't think it's the only one because joint practices have been on the rise in recent years, even when they had the multiple rounds of cuts, but at least get you an extra look, a closer look at the players from at least one or two other teams who aren't going to make the roster and gives you a chance to kind of scout the waiver wire. And for whatever it's worth, if you look at Joe Douglas's total track record, I'm not saying it's the most important thing he's done, but I think if you're just looking, if all things were equal, what have the Jets done best personnel wise since Joe Douglas took over, it's been the waiver wire because they've gotten John Franklin Myers, an impact starter. They've gotten Quincy Williams, a starting linebacker. They've gotten a couple role players and Nate Herbig and Braxton Berrios, neither of whom are still here, but they've done a very good job being very thorough scouting the waiver wire and the teams that benefit the teams that will really benefit from this, this change and how many more players are going to hit the open market, how many more players are going to be waived over the next few weeks when you cut from 90 to 53, it'll be the teams that have the thoroughly scouting pro personnel departments. And so far, I mean, the indications are the Jets have one of those, so maybe it's a little bit of an advantage for them. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast, first give the show a five-star review. If you enjoyed it, if you're watching on YouTube, please, a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the show. Send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow we will have our weekly mailbag show. Until then, take care.